Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the channel. So it is Derby Week, 12 o'clock on Sunday. Celtic take on Rangers in Ibrox in what could be the season decider. If Celtic win, they go six points clear. If Rangers win, they are level on points going in to the final few games of the season. This is massive. It is an absolutely extraordinary season so far. And this could be the decider on who goes on to lift the title at the end of the season. In this video, I'm going to be joined by John from the Endless Celts podcast. As we look ahead to this, we build up to what could be the biggest game of the season so far. Tomorrow, we will have the Huddle Breakdown podcast. Ross from Boys Analytics is going to join us as we look forward to this game in a more in-depth discussion around data and how the two teams are currently performing. If you want to get that and you want to get the rest of the content on Breakdown Inc., please do consider subscribing by hitting the subscribe button below. Like the video as well so more people can see them and do leave a comment as well. Let me know your thoughts on the derby, on the talking points, on the starting 11. Let me know your thoughts below. So let's get into the build-up to this game. Now, so it is derby week, 12 o'clock on Sunday. Celtic take on Rangers in Ibrox. If Celtic win, they go six points clear. If Rangers win, they are level on points as we go into the final few games of the season i'm delighted to be joined by john from the endless Celts podcast to look ahead to this game it's it's a wednesday we're still a good bit away from the derby here john but my timeline is full of celtic goals against rangers over the last couple of years and i can't help but be incredibly excited for this yeah i think i think it's start, that fever starting to kick in run about this time it's you're approaching obviously the weekend now and like you say, you, you start looking at previous derby games, like you mentioned, I've seen them all as well, all the previous goals that were being scored and Twitter's just filled with timelines and people just retweeting their favourite goals from uh, derby's past. So I, I, it's, it's, the buzz is starting to start now. You're starting to get those sort of... I, I, I mean, we're still confident, I think, but those nerves, you can, I don't think you can avoid the nerves. They're mm. starting to kick in. Big time. I, you know, the, the 3-0 win earlier on the season probably will go down, depending on how the season ends, I will say. It probably will go down as one of the best derbies, you know, of the of recent memory. But do you, do you have a favourite derby in the last 10 years that you uh, recall favourably? Uh, I mean, there's the couple under Rodgers. The, but that one, there was just something about that one this season, that, that 3-0 victory. And, and it's still fresh in everybody's memory, I think. And but the atmosphere, I've never... I think there's something special about Celtic Park under the lights. 
I think we've all alluded to it that, that we've seen it in Champions League nights and times past European nights in general. Um, but there was just the app. There was just something about that atmosphere. Like I wasn't even I wasn't even at the game, but just watching it on telly, you could feel it. It was electric. It was absolutely incredible. And I think that kind of makes that stand out as well. And and not only that, we have also just come off the back of a bad stretch against him. It's like there's no denying it. They've they've had their card marked for the last number of games, and unfortunately, um, that's been the case. But it's like pendulum swung firmly back in their favour, and I don't think a lot of us were expecting it. So that definitely makes that one stand out for me. Mm. I said this on my own podcast that I judge a game on the amount of random noises I make when I'm just watching it on TV. And there are two games in re- recent memory that I remember screaming as much or celebrating as much, just as if I was in the ground. And that is the Derby match that we won 3-0 this season and the Barcelona win when Wanyama and Tony Watt scored. And that was 2012. Yeah. So that tells you how long or how special this game actually was. It was an incredible yeah. uh, Derby game. But I, I guess it that seemed to be, that was the most important game of the season to date. But now this one again, it's almost even more important because like you said, the, the pendulum swung in Celtics favour. But if Rangers win this game now, it might swing back in theirs. Nah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I just think there's something different about this team this year. Uh, Andrew's got his fire in the North Cylinders. There's a real, it's a, it, it just seems like a proper team. And it's just, just a different area about the club at the minute. We're on a really good unbeaten run. Um, and I don't think we're going into this game fearing them whatsoever. And, and the, the fact is, they, they we're in the driving seat. So you've got a Rangers team who are obviously desperately why to get pulled those that gap back and in order to do that they're going to have to win the game and that means coming out and attacking us and that plays right into our hands because if they leave us similar gaps as they did in the three nothing game earlier back in February then we could it could we could absolutely destroy them again. Now obviously I'm I'm saying this like I said I'm confident there's a bit of, there's a confidence about this team, the fan base in general just by the way we're playing and based on the previous result but I'm sure it's going to be a tough game. Mm. We will go into more depth into these derbies on our own respective podcast. So you've got the end of self podcast that's on Friday that you still be doing your derby preview. Uh, we'll be doing ours on the huddle yeah, breakdown tomorrow. And um, so we don't want to touch on everything that we're going to touch on on our, on our own podcast, but there are a couple of main talking points going into this game. I guess I, I do want to start with probably the allocation of the tickets uh, to this game because this is the first derby game um, in the last couple of years that there have been tickets given to the away support so rangers have given 700 tickets celtic have taken those they're distributing them out and what's your thoughts generally on the allocation situation i mean we all know who started at this point but 700 tickets to me is pointless i don't really see the any reason why celtic would be bothered sending 700 supporters to an away support where you're going to be uh, outnumbered 90 nine percent to one yeah no i mean I, I, I certainly understand that aspect i mean in the grand scheme of things 700 is not a lot when you consider the capacity of the stadium but i think it's a step in the right direction because as, as wonderful as the the victory we had at home uh, earlier in the year 
being just solely Celtic fans and the atmosphere that generated and how special that night was. It's missed those, it's missed the fans hearing both sides gone at one another. It's just something we've all grew up with, it's something we've become sort of accustomed to. Uh, you mentioned obviously we know who started it all, uh, and they were obviously they've decided to be the first team to sort of end it, I guess, so to speak. Um, but in terms of the, I mean, it's a step. The allocation itself is ridiculous. It's not enough, but it's a step in the right direction. So I'm neither here nor there, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I can I can see your point on the. I suppose the, the you have to start somewhere, but I just think you know if you're going to do it, do it properly. I'm I'm not really sure what. 700 fans can do in a stadium other than sort of disrupt what the other fans are trying to do in a, in a way like if, if you consider it from a celtic uh, park perspective if celtic have 59,000 uh what 600 in the stadium and then yeah. an, an extra as uh, 700 rangers fans all you're really going to get is the staunchest of staunch uh, fans that get the tickets who will <laughs> make it a little bit more dangerous for people who might want to bring their kids to this game who just yeah. bring that air of a little bit of hostility that you don't really need um and i think obviously if you bring 8000 people that's a that's a lot different but i think 8000 people is different to 700 people because that's a, a proper yeah. away support where there's proper police presence there's proper atmosphere a proper hostility between the fans in a good way because you can actually hear the away support, whereas I just think 700 yeah. people are just going to be drowned out. I mean, yeah, and I certainly respect that. And you alluded to, obviously, the the potential for it to be a dangerous sort of situation for the 700 fans that are arriving. And if they do decide to bring kids, for example, I'd like to think that people don't take their, their kids to that ground anyway, because it's an absolute mess. But, like, if and it does... Rangers... I mean, at the end of the day, as, as much as we hate each other, it's still only a game. And they have to obviously ensure that the 700 fans, travelling fans that do arrive, are well protected, that there's enough police presence to make sure that they are safe. So I'd, I'd like to think that that's going to be the case regardless. Uh, they'll be segregated, they'll be make sure that there, there's enough. Because it, And if we if we win that game, it, it puts them at even more risk, I guess, so to speak. But in the same sort of vein, if we score early, it doesn't matter how many fans they've got. Seven hundred Celtic fans will make some racket, yeah. and if we if we if we're in the front foot, then we'll certainly hear them. Mm. Yeah, look, it's a it's a side point, but it is, uh, I suppose, a dominating factor of the the derby over the last couple of years. Another talking point for this game has been the starting eleven for Celtic because there are rumours that Kyogo. Furuhashi could be fit for this game. There were pictures of him training in the background. He was speaking to Japanese media as well over the last couple of weeks when the internationals were on and sort of talking up where he is with his injury. He seems to be happy enough how he's progressing. And it seems like he's going to be at least in the squad for this game, which is a massive boost for Celtic. Jakimakis, on the other hand, has been scoring goals, confident, leading the line for Celtic. Um, in a completely different way that Kyogo does it. So if Kyogo is fit, do you think he comes into the team? Do you think he starts ahead of Jakimakis or how do you think this this will go? Yeah, I, just the fact that he's coming back is an exciting prospect in itself. Uh, glad to see that he is coming back because I think he's been missed. And I, I mean, he's only been at the team a short while and despite the fact he's been out injured, he's become a bit of a cult figure uh, at Celtic. So 
it's great to see him coming back and training and everything else. But in terms of starting, nah, he might make the match day squad, and he'll certainly I can certainly see him being put on the bench. But on the form that Jack Marcus is on at the minute, you can't stop that. You can't take him off. And the, what what you don't want to do as well in regards to Kyogo is he's only just come back from injury, uh, and that's going to be a very high intensity game, and it, it, it's starting him there. You're putting them at risk again. So I don't think Ange is going to make that go down that sort of route and put him at that kind of risk. You might you might see him if we're in, maybe in a comfortable position in the last 15 or so minutes to the game, bring Kyogo on, get some minutes in his legs and be part of it. But yeah, I think Jack and Marcus starts for me. He has to start for me. Mm. Yeah, we're in a completely different position to a couple of months ago when Kyogo was injured because I think Jack and Marcus, it took him a while to bed into the squad and I know there was fitness concerns over him when he first came and I, the thing you mentioned about Kyogo not being fully fit is a good one because the League Cup final is where he picked up this hamstring injury and he wasn't fully fit for that League Cup final either. He had just come back from the same injury and it was very much a, we're going to risk him in this game to try and and win it. And he did win it in, in an unbelievable fashion. Yeah. But if you risk him again, that's him out for the rest of the season. And I think it's just more important to play your player who is in good form, is in good confidence and has... Yeah been deserving off this starting place because I mean I mean Jack Amakis almost scored two goals maybe even three in the first derby it's not as if he's a complete um you know hindrance to the game plan going into this game either no I, I mean like you say he's form speaking for itself at the minute and like I said it, you, you can't if you if you what you also run the risk of doing in that situation, if you take Jack Marcus off and you start Kyogo, as well as possibly risking Kyogo further worsening an injury or being out for the rest of the season, like you said, um, Jack Marcus is obviously, I mean, it's hard to sort of... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But he might sort of simmer down a little bit. He might not hit the same strides when he is brought back on. You just need to keep, he's obviously high in confidence at the minute and you want to keep that going. Um, and like I, said, I think as well, from a tactical perspective, um, if Rangers do attack us, as I said earlier, that, that plays into your hands. And you, you, the, on the form he's in, and just what he offers the team in terms of his actual presence, uh, and and his ability to 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 score goals is, uh, the, I mean, know that Kyoko isn't he, but Jackie Marcus just offers us something a wee bit different. And I think in this game, it's going to be really, really important. 
Mm. Depends how they play as well. I don't. I, I don't think they're going to play as badly as they did in the last game. No, I. I, I mean, I, it, it, definitely not. And they, they're on a high as well. They're European run. They're obviously a wee bit of confidence run about them as well. Uh, but what what they don't have, they're still underperforming in the league, and they're no kind of hitting the same sort of strides. Uh, so it and there's obviously talk about them and their players, certain players of theirs that might not be available, uh, which sort of helps us as well. But I think that if we just stick to our game plan and they come at us, they open up and leave us leave gaps at the back, they're going to need to defend really, really well in order to stop us scoring. Yeah, big time. And the, I mean, as much as they've been performing in Europe, it's they have continued on still winning in the league, but not in convincing circumstances at all. I mean, there, there's games, yeah. you know, after the, um, the game against Red Star, the Dundee game where they beat them 2-1, Dundee probably could have won that game. Like, they were very, very close. They were pushing them hard. And then, you yeah. know, a, a couple of a lucky enough goals. You know, if Celtic can catch them in the same manner, even just for the first 10, 20 minutes of this game, like they did in Celtic Park, then Celtic have the players to close out games now. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, well, what I love about this football team at the minute is and just the style of football that we're playing. We're in sixth gear for the jump. It's we're no taking our foot off the gas. I mean, you watched see my Maeda the other day. It's like you're up for nothing. You're in the 85th minute of the game, but you're still chasing every single ball like we're chasing an equalizer or a winning goal, it, 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 and, and that's the, the mentality he's instilled in this club at the minute is incredible, and mm. it's a far cry for what we've seen last season, and I don't think any has expected us to be in the situation or the position that we're in at the minute, and I just think that as I said earlier, the confidence around this team at the minute, the confidence around the club and the players themselves is very is probably as high as it's been in years, and we're playing some fantastic football, fast, free-flowing, attacking football, and it's like I said, it's non-stop, so the Rangers can't they switch off once, we'll punish them. And in the same way, I mean, we obviously have frailties ourselves defensively for set pieces and things like that. We've seen it over the course. I mean, we're still got the best defensive record in the league, uh, record in the league, but the we're still exposed at, at the back at times because we play such a high press. And if if they like other teams have done against us, if they catch us on a break, then we need to defend really, really well and we need to make sure we stick to our game plan. But again, as I say, we're going to be on them start to finish and they kind of let up once and that plays into our favour, I think. Yeah. If you were making a documentary on this season, you'd start off with that clip that was leaked from the training ground of Ange saying we don't stop and then followed by exactly. the amount of uh, running that Celtic have done this year. So, I mean, look, it's hard not to build this up as the biggest game of the season but it, it is the biggest game of the season so far. There will be, again, after this game, there will be another big game in the Scottish Cup semi-final and then another game uh, as we continue on after the split. But if Celtic win this, they go six points clear. I think it, Celtic will be going into this game with a mentality of don't lose it because even a draw is fine. You're still three points ahead. You're still in the driver's seat. And like Tom Rodgick yeah. said in his post-match press, press conference, Celtic know what it's like to be at the top of the table. They know how to cl- uh, close out uh, seasons. They've got players who have done it before. So it's somewhere they're comfortable, whereas there is still questions over whether Rangers are a chasing side and whether they can be a chasing side uh, when it comes to the last couple of games of the season. So 
what impact do you think the result will have in this game? Do you think this is going to be the season decider or do you think it's too early to say that? It could be for us. Um, I mean, it's certainly not going to... Let's say, hypothetically, it's a draw. Or if it's a draw, we're still three points clear. We're still in the driving seat. If Rangers somehow come away with victory, uh, they clock back, we're equal on points, but we're still ahead in goal difference, and it's bar, it's, there's still another game to go. And they seem much more likely to sort of slip up in the league than we are at the minute. Uh, so again, it then comes down to the, the game following that after the split, which becomes a, a really, like, the most important game of the season. Uh, but if we win and we can take it six points clear, then I think it's that as long as... I'm confident we're not going to slip up in the league and we're not going to drop points uh, in any other games. I think we're, we're, we've, we've sort of got over this little hoodoo that we had maybe at the start of the season where we weren't able to close out games. And like you say, we've got the likes of Kyogo coming back and we've got him sort of... The, the prospect of him and Maeda in the same team is going to terrorise uh, defenders uh, across the country. So it, it's exciting um, and we're all looking forward to see it. But if we take a six-point lead, it's done because even if they win after the split, we're still three points clear and we've still got the superior goal difference as well. So I, I think it's safe to say that this game for us, if we win it, is a, a league decider. But if mm-hmm. they win, it's still anybody's game. It is Wednesday, so it's a bit unfair for me to ask you this question because there's still squads, <laughs> there's still and just press conference. But um, what's your prediction? 3 now. 3-0 win Celtic. 3-0 win Celtic, yeah. <laughs> like well, I said, that's I, ballsy. I, mean, I think there's, yeah, like I said, and I don't know if you're in the same boat as us, but like me and the rest of the guys on the podcast and everything else, we, we, we are super confident that we're going to get a result here. And you don't go into these games as a Celtic fan expecting to lose, and you always want your team to win, so you're always going in with this sort of mentality, we're going to win, we're going to go them. And for me, I think that given the way we're playing, based on previous performances, based on their current league performances, we're certainly in the driving seat, and I think it could be another three and a half. Yeah. Mm. I'm not as confident you, as you. I'm not as confident you know? as you. I, I am confident that Celtic are going to win. I do think they will. It hasn't even crossed my mind that Celtic are going to lose this game. That's that's how confident I am. On a 3-0 yeah. win, I think that might be a little bit of a stretch because they won't play in the same manner that they played in last time. I think we really caught them off guard in the last derby game. Uh, but I do think I do think Celtic will win this. I do. Um, yeah. If they do... Score 2-1. I can't see them 2-1. not scoring. I can't see them not scoring. I, uh, But I think Celtic are good enough to to score more than them. That's... I mean, that's yeah. part of the, the Celtic way. If they, if they score one, we'll score two. That's, that's where I have it. That, again, that's what Anne says. Uh, if you remember going back to the start of the season, it's like uh, as long as we score more than them, it doesn't matter how many they score. Yeah. But no, I mean that's that's a fair thing. Let me propose this question to you then. Right? You've said uh, that you think they're going to score against us, which is, I mean, that that's a fair statement to make. I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. It's possible. Uh, but let's say we take a lead, right, an early lead, and or maybe even a two-goal lead, right? They are then in a position where the pressure is firmly on them. What do you do in that circumstance? Do you try and go all out, attack us to try and pull that back and leave even more space at the back? So that my thinking is, and the reason I say it's been nothing is because I think if we score one, they are going to do one of two things. They're either going to 
continue to play, they'll kind of shift to a wee bit more defensive thing and try and catch us in a break and bring something back, try and salvage a point. Or they're going to come, they're going to go out and try and bring it back straight away. And again, if they leave us any space at the back, we've seen us absolutely tear teams to bits that do this. So if they try that, I think we'll score more. So that that's my reasoning behind the three, because I, I don't think Rangers are going to sit back at any point during this. And if we take an early lead, they're going to come out even more mm-hmm. so and be even more open, which again plays into our hands. Yeah, Alan Morrison, who does the podcast with me, um, made a great point after the game that, that after the win, and this, this was in the, you know, still in the midst of the emotion of that win, uh, where he pointed out a couple of key moments in the Rangers season in press conferences where their, their players have come out and questioned their own mentality and questioned the mentality of the team. And I think that is an aspect where they have a lot of work to do because last year was a cakewalk yeah. for them. You know, they didn't have to, they didn't have anybody battling with them. So it's really about whether they're up for the battle. And like you said, if Celtic score early, that's where the question lies. Are they are they going to be crumble mentally like they did in the last game, or are they going to you know stand up exactly. to the fight? So it's it's you know it's a really interesting one. What one last one? What if Rangers score early? At, if, if Rangers score early, I'm not going to panic. Uh, there's still if they, if it's an early goal, there's still plenty of time for us to score. And like I said, uh, we've seen in this Celtic team as confident as we are, we're able to close out games, we're able to pull results back and we'll fight for the full 90. It doesn't matter when they score, we're going to be at their throats for 90 minutes and they're going to need to contend with that. I suspect though, if they do score early, they'll probably be a little bit more defensive, which sort of makes things a little bit more difficult for us. But the less that they're trying to attack us, again, the more chances we're going to create. So I still think there's far too much about this team, Celtic team at the minute and I don't think Rangers are going to be able to cope to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I sound very, very confident. I hope I'm not going to eat my words, but like I said, it's just, there's just something different about this team at the minute. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing wrong with confidence. This game actually comes at a very bad time for me, though, because um, on Sunday at two o'clock, my, my girlfriend's brother is getting married. So we're going to be getting ready for the wedding. So whether or not I enjoy the wedding is going to be largely <laughs> based on the 12 o'clock result in this game. <laughs> No, no day in the family are Rangers fans or that. No, 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 that going to, no, no, no. Yeah. No. Uh, well, listen. Congratulations, obviously, uh, on on the wedding and everything else. And I hope you have a great day, mate. I, I, like I said, and I hope the result certainly makes that with more, much more a, a, a celebration. Because, like you said, there's nothing worse than having to attend one of these things on a doubt. Everybody uh, will be thinking I'm just absolutely delighted for the. The, the bride and groom where they'll be like oh uh, no uh, well, listen you've, John you've, you've aired it publicly yeah, that's you <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're going to know if we win now your, your, your happiness your mood uh, come Sunday is based entirely on the result yeah big time <clears throat> so if big you're time. down they're going to know exactly what it is I've already warned my girlfriend I've already warned her that um, my mood at the wedding could be largely dependent on this so uh, we'll we'll see how it yeah. goes hopefully hopefully <laughs> if it, I mean if it's your if it goes by your prediction of 3-0 I'll be absolutely buzzing so um, when, when's your podcast out on Friday what time can people get it where can they get it uh, so our podcast at the minute is every Tuesday and Friday uh, night at 8pm live on YouTube um, so I mean you can subscribe to us on YouTube or you can like you can follow us on Twitter and that we're on every platform as well uh, audio wise Spotify Google podcast and all that other stuff as well so whatever platform is you use to listen 
uh, we're available. So just search Endless Sales. All right, good stuff. John from the Endless Sales Podcast. Absolute pleasure, man. Enjoy the game. No, thank you a lot, mate. I appreciate it.